You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about our marriage. And our money. husband. Adio. On this episode, we're sharing advice for our second featured listener, discussing all the low account balance alerts we've been getting from Bank of America <laughs> and show it, sharing the story of Chris's flu survival. Every week we talk about one of us being ill or tired. Mm-hmm. And, and is this that week stop? is no exception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's let's share the ordeal of you getting the flu. So exciting. I got actual flu. So actual flu, the legitimate flu. Yeah, tested and verified flu. <laughs> apparently, Arizona has the highest rate of flu in the country. And so our happy household got to experience that. Yeah. And I think maybe Dash got it first. He, he didn't he didn't come down fully with it. He was out for two days from daycare just with a fever and he just didn't feel well, but it never progressed. Yeah, so the most dedicated parent, me, stayed home with him <laughs> and made sure he was well taken care of. Oh my gosh. But that meant that I also then got the germs. Oh my gosh. I can't are you blaming me for getting the flu? No, no. I'm just uh noting <laughs> who stayed home stating, with our stricken child. Just stating the facts. Yes. <laughs> um Chris and I always get the flu shot except for this year we have been sick for so long every time we're like oh yeah we got to go get the flu shot we were not well enough to get the flu shot and so uh, yeah so there we go so we got the flu but uh then i was you were quarantined yeah at my parents place i told you it was so that you could rest it was really to quarantine you from me and the boys (laughs) (laughs) which is fine because i got to rest yeah I laid in bed all day long uh-huh. and for got a lot of work done. For three done. or four days. Yeah, like three days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I got work done. I watched lots of movies and I got to, I was supposed to go to Prescott with my father oh, yeah. this past weekend. So I couldn't do that because I was too ill um, due to my uh, aforementioned dedication to my sick child. <laughs> and <What>? so <laughs> instead I hung out with my dad um, at, at their house. place. Yeah. And okay. so it, it worked out okay. Mm-hmm. It was fun. All right. Well, I'm glad that you're feeling better. We Thank have you. had... This week, I don't know how you feel. This week, it just feels like it has been pretty awesome. Everyone is well. Um, it felt just pretty normal. Mm-hmm. We were both able to go to work. The weather's been great. Yeah. I don't know. How was the week for you? Phlegmatic. What's that mean? Meaning I'm still producing lots of phlegm. Oh. See, the problem is, so just so I can continue complaining about things, after I finished <laughs> dealing with the flu, now also Arizona is apparently experiencing the worst one of the worst allergy seasons in its history. And so <laughs> and so now I'm all I thought sneezy you said, and You gooey. told me the other day on our drive home that you were feeling good about everything. Well, intellectually and emotionally, but physically. Okay. And still emotionally, I mean, physically still now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe that'll come around for you. Um, the other thing is we haven't had a date night in a while, and we have an awesome date night coming up mm-hmm. next With weekend. Johnny Depp. Yes. <laughs> Literally with Johnny, well, not literally with us, but we will be in the same room with Johnny Depp. Uh, Lawrence Krauss, who's this famous scientist at ASU, hosts these things. Um, these conversations. Yeah, these, these dialogues. Con- yeah, yeah. Uh, of which I happen to be one oh of his conversions. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> you were you just were you were ago. on a panel with Peter Singer, which yeah. was really awesome. Yeah. So in the and that same vein of, of speaker series, he's invited Johnny Depp, I so guess, to talk about creativity. Basically you're like Johnny Depp. I totally am like Johnny Depp. <laughs> except I shaved off my awesome facial hair <laughs> and he still has his. But uh yeah, so we'll see if he is as exciting and interesting as I was when I was with Lawrence. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, he has big shoes to fill. All right, let's move on to talking about our money. Okay, first of all, uh, we got paid just today on the day that we're recording this. And thank goodness, we were we were getting kind of razor thin we in our accounts. $50 in our checking account and, 35, and this is no joke, $35 in our savings account, uh, which is sort of the backup to our checking. So, <laughs> so it's not good. If a single other bill had hit, uh, we would have overdrafted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we... We uh, pride ourselves on being smart with our money, but uh, I don't know. Sometimes we're kind of falling short in the month, just expenses coming up. And what was going on this month? Well, um, I mean, we're keeping it real for you guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like we 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 budget down to the the dollars. Yeah, so I guess that it's that just yeah. We just like budget down to that, and we have maybe a little bit of cushion, but so mm. it doesn't it doesn't take many extra expenses just a little bit of extra grocery trip yeah. an amazon purchase for you know whatever that mm-hmm. part of it was i i like front loaded our savings into our uh, vanguard account oh i see so we put in uh like 2500 this month oh i see which is well more than we normally do so anyway that that made things tight a little bit too gotcha all right but we're back we're back in the in the black yeah oh and we bought a car seat oh was that the expense that went on yeah, that, that was, was unplanned. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Cedric needed a new car seat. So, um, okay. Uh, I have been wanting to just be better about my entertainment spending. I have $150 a month for my entertainment, which that is like lunches out, coffee, you know, maybe a random Amazon purchase or whatever. $150 should be plenty. Mm-hmm. It, sh- it is plenty. Um and yet I find myself going over and then I'm dipping into my like personal savings that I just kind of, you know, like so that I can have a bigger expense here or there, whatever mm-hmm. it's going to be. I find I'm like always dipping into that savings. And so I am recommitting to tracking all my spending on Mint so that I can, you know, just tracking is always the first the first place so that you can see what you're spending money on. That way, if it's getting later in the month, I can know, OK, nope, I can't spend anymore. I'm already over. So. Yeah, yeah. So now, here's my question: Does yeah. your 150 cover year of Kelsey expenses like clothes and makeup? Mm. See, I think that I have been using it for those kinds of things here and there. Like I did um, spend some money on some makeup, um, not so much clothes uh, lately. I've bought a couple of things, but I had a Stitch Fix gift card for that. But yeah, I think I had um, a clothes expense, and then I did have a haircut. Which yeah. I think that that money just is part of my entertainment money. We had we used to have it in like our joint um, money because we allocate for haircuts each month for both of us. But I think I just started having that go to my like m- my entertainment money because I just get haircuts, you know, like four times a year or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so what's gonna happen? Well, I'm gonna track and see like where that money is going, and I think just being more cognizant of it you know, mm-hmm. is just, is helping. I mean, because if I can just kind of build, keep 
a few months to build up my savings a little bit, then I have that extra money to like buy clothes or buy makeup, yeah. things like that. And I mean, like I said, I'm not trying to buy a lot. I am just trying to set my kind of capsule makeup skincare routine and then it's just set for a while. I shouldn't have to refill things too often. Mm -hmm. And then for my wardrobe, that should be set. And then I hope to not spend very much money at all for yeah. a couple of years. Well, one of the things that's been happening the past month is that you've been going out to lunch a lot. Yes. For to, for purposes of being social and yeah. being able with friends and that kind of thing. Right. And part of it was um, in this roundabout way, you blamed it on me. <laughs> 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 because you said you didn't want to... Uh, put undue burden on me on the weekend. So you're trying to meet up with people during lunch hours mm -hmm. during the weekdays, mm -hmm. which I'm just kidding. I, I <laughs> understand that and appreciate it, but it means you've been going out to lunch a whole bunch. Right. And that's been a, yeah, been going out to lunch a whole bunch, <laughs> a lunch bunch, <laughs> a bunch of lunches. Yeah. So, and so. yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. I, I like to use my lunch hour at work for like socializing here and there just because yeah it's just I'd prefer not to have as many commitments on the weekends so that we can do stuff all as a family um or just that so we don't have a lot of plans on the weekends but then it does feel like getting together with someone on a weekday it feels like you need to have lunch well so and that's why I brought it up because we had this conversation okay where yeah. we talked about alternative strategies mm -hmm. and I wasn't sure if anything landed because I was mentioning yeah. So instead of going out to lunch, mm -hmm. you just meet in a park somewhere and mm -hmm. maybe you plan it out in advance that you both bring your lunches. Meet and me then at have this a random corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so like I have a friend that I get together with mm -hmm. every other week and we just kind of, we're usually in Phoenix, so we just walk around the city mm -hmm. and I've gotten a coffee on occasion, Yeah. Um, but we don't build it around like a right. meal or, or yeah. a major, you know, a purchase of yeah. any kind. So yeah. is that something that you can do? I I like that. I'm like, I, I, that's receiving a tepid response from me. Um, I don't know why. I guess just because sitting down and having a meal with someone is so nice. And it feels like a very normal, accepted thing to ask someone to do, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. So I, so I do want to save money. I do want to look for alternatives but yeah, I don't know why I just don't feel quite as excited about that. I guess also I feel like around my office mm -hmm. at work, there are a lot of places that either have lots of homeless people around, which is like not as pleasant to walk up and down like in front of them, mm -hmm. you know, and not, not just because they're there, but sometimes they can be like somewhat aggressive or like asking you and I don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> asking you for things. Um, and then I feel like there's a lot of places too around my office that aren't shaded. Mm -hmm. And so it's maybe not as nice for walking. There's nowhere a good place near my office either to meet someone for like a, let's both bring our lunches and sit mm -hmm. and have lunch. Mm -hmm. um, well, there's the bunnies area. Yeah, there's this area, but you know what? It's very loud. Um, sometimes I take personal calls there, but it's very loud because there's a street right by there. People are driving by. There's a very loud fountain, and now there's mm -hmm. a bar that's often playing music. And mm. it's just, it's very loud. There's actually not anywhere super comfortable to sit. So The bunnies area, by the way, is this area where there are large statues of bunnies, not, yeah. not frolicking bunnies in a <laughs> right. field randomly in there's the There's not a field of bunnies behind my work. But I don't know. I mean, I am thinking about it, um, you know, or maybe at least... Instead of meeting for lunch, meeting for a coffee, and a coffee is cheaper than getting a getting mm -hmm. a meal out. But I'll I'll try maybe something alternative. Maybe you can frame it like you're fighting the good fight. 
you're fighting against social convention that you have to go out and spend money just so you can be friends with people. But no, that's bullshit. You're fighting it. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's just because I really enjoy having lunch with someone or having lunch with a friend. So yeah. it's hard for me to feel like super excited about fighting against it. But I do want to not spend as much money. Um, but I do want to maintain those friendships. So so you make so good listeners, points. if you have suggestions on yeah. alternatives for uh, alternative lunch hour, non-expensive or free mm-hmm. things, let Kelsey know. Yes, please tell me. Um, what else do you have for talking about our money? Um, well, I wanted to talk a little bit about our savings because so which savings? Sorry, savings for the house, which okay, are which you know we may or may not use for the house, but the big pot of savings in our Vanguard account that's going to give us financial flexibility in like four years. Yeah, yeah. So we continue to put money into it, and the market. If anybody's paying attention to it, you know that the market is fluctuating like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's been up and down. It's been it kind of quote unquote corrected down oh. to say the, I'm talking about the Dow now around mm. 16,000 and it's bumped up to about 17,000 or so right now. So we put a bunch of money in when it was higher and then we watched it drop. So we were, we've added a little bit to our savings amount, the value mm-hmm. in there, but mm-hmm. it's, it's less than we'd like to see at gotcha. the moment. Um, but I've talked to a few people about this and, and really people are like, Oh, should we wait for it to settle? Should we wait for it to go lower? Like mm-hmm. when should we put money in? Yeah. And it's this whole thing about trying to time the market, which, um, which is the really ridiculous and silly psychology of the market that you shouldn't even pay attention mm. to. So just keep throwing money in. I don't care if it's at 20000 or 10000 or whatever. It doesn't even matter because now compared to, say, 10 years from now, it's a sale. Like, mm-hmm. it's lower than it will be. And so as long as you're in it for the long haul and you've got mm-hmm. that time, just keep putting your money in. Don't worry about timing the market. Yeah. So, so we see the value go down. We don't care. Okay. Great. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to our featured listener. Okay, so our featured listener wrote in, shared her information with us. This is a couple living in a small town in Vermont, and they also have a baby. He is less than a year old. They both currently work. The husband is working full-time. He is actually an executive chef, which sounds like a very exciting career, very Mm -hmm. tasty career. And the wife um, is working part-time, and combined, they are making $5,800 each month, $64,000 per year. Um, However, the wife has given notice at her job. She is planning to quit in September, so still several months away, when she wants to pursue her own business full time um, and also like do some coaching. Um, And so then their monthly income is going to go down to we think it's about thirty eight hundred dollars a month. Um, They have a modest rent of $900, and they also have a car payment. They have $10,000 in credit card debt. Right now, they're paying $400 a month for part-time child care, but they will not have child care starting in September when the wife stops working. Monthly, so getting into some of their expenses, they're spending about $145 on dining out, $25 on coffee, another $45 on kind of miscellaneous entertainment. They're spending on average $240 a month on travel, but that's for that's kind of averaged over the year. They're taking two big trips a year, she said, to visit California. Um, and the listener did say that over the past two months, she's checked their expenses. They have been averaging spending $1,000 on groceries. So 
their questions for us. They want to tackle their debt, but they're just not sure if they have the room. They feel like they have pretty modest expenses and try to do a pretty good job not spending extravagantly. And so they feel like it's just kind of more of an issue that they just don't make a ton of money. Um, And they just want to know, do they have the room to save? They feel they're feeling like they need really like an outside perspective. They're kind of, you know, in their ways, trying to do what they can, um, but just wanted an outside perspective to help them see where can they cut back, where can they find those places to save, and should they be prioritizing that debt right now, paying it off. So, hey, FedEx truck driving by. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So. Let's do it. Our thoughts. Let's get into this. Um. Okay, so real talk. Real talk. <laughs> um, first of all, it's commendable that they're being so thoughtful about this yes. and really wanting to figure things out, and especially having the forethought to consider their finances in advance of major changes yeah. in their finances, which is like her, you know, mm-hmm. stopping working, um, working towards her side gig, and taking care of daycare, all these things. However. Do they have the room? Yes, they have the room. They have shitloads of room. There's all kinds of room. I look around, <laughs> I see no walls. There's space everywhere. <laughs> That's the kind of room they have. Um, so first things first. Um, they. It sounds like they recently bought a, they have a new used car. A so. newish used car. The, they didn't, she didn't say what their payments were every month, but it was about a $20,000 car loan. Mm-hmm. So um uh, commendable that they got a used car mm-hmm. because you don't want to let, let somebody else take the depreciation hit yeah. of buying a new car. No, no reason to ever buy a new car. Um, so good for you for that. But the used car they did buy, I don't know what it is, but that's a huge car uh, loan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the down payment was. Even if there was no down payment, that's too much for a car. Mm-hmm. Because your car, people often, and I'm not saying this couple does, but often, people often think about it as a as an asset. Mm-hmm. It is not that it's, it's depreciating constantly. It's a consumable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just meant to get you from A to B safely, in a relatively safe way. Mm-hmm. That's it. And efficiently. Mm-hmm. So, um, gas mileage and safety is all you care about in a car. It can be a rust bucket otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I say, we would say, get rid of that car. Mm-hmm. That's way too much. Yeah. Um, get, get a, um, an older used car, a used Prius. The one we bought, for example, a couple years ago, um, was 15 K mm-hmm. and that's, that's kind of expensive, but we were able to pay for it out almost outright. Mm-hmm. Um, and that thing gets 50 plus miles to the gallon. And I would say it's still running amazingly. So I would say a 2008 Prius even today, which mm-hmm. would be cheaper now because it would be older, yeah. um, is running great. So yeah. So, so we think getting an older used car, still reliable, safe, that's going to get you around. That's still going to last you for years. But I mean, cut that car payment in half. In half. Yeah. At least. Yep. Uh, another thing is the, the dining out. I think they were spending roughly 100, <laughs> 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. And so that's not necessarily not outlandish. Yeah. However, um, if they're wondering if they have the room to reduce or eliminate their debt, yes. And yeah. here's where there's plenty of room. Yeah. If you knock that down by two thirds, you're saving a hundred bucks a month, um, right there, and that's that's a huge chunk. You could be putting probably doubling one of your mm-hmm. you know minimum payments on mm-hmm. on what are three uh, credit card loans they yeah. have. Um, the other thing, and it sounds like just the listener just looking at what they were actually spending on groceries, she expressed, we really need to cut that back. And yes, a thousand dollars a month for a family with two adults and, you know, a baby, I'm not sure he's eating solids yet. It it is sometimes surprising how much 
food kind of you need for them. There could be a lot of food waste and things like that. But that is certainly a place where you could find a few hundred dollars to to cut back. And I think with both the dining out and uh, trying to cut your grocery bill, um, you know, look for some healthy, simple meals that you can make in bulk, that you can eat a couple times a week or that you can be eating for lunches every single day. I know that the husband is a chef and so maybe he's wanting to buy more expensive ingredients or cook you know, meals at home, but this is a place to use his, his creativity and his talents. Find, you know, give him beans and rice and have him make it amazing that you want to eat that a few times a week. That would be healthy, cheap, but I'm sure he could make it spectacular. So I think a little bit of effort there. Um, and you could really start like tracking that if you're not already doing meal plans or, you know, making meal plans with saving money in mind. It does not mean that you're compromising at all, I think, on the quality of your meals and how delicious they're going to be, but you could definitely be saving some money. For sure. And then um, the... Kind of the... the I, we were going to talk about the, the miscellaneous um, expenses. You know, we know that these always come up, but and this will be in our recommendations for your tactics, but if you're not already tracking all of your spending, start tracking it so that you know where those miscellaneous expenses are going so that when you're about to buy something, you're thinking, ooh, I'm going to have to categorize this or track this. Do mm -hmm. I really want to be spending this money? It just kind of makes you be a little bit more thoughtful about it. Yeah, and the last thing is travel. So um, two big trips averaging out to 240 you know, so you're looking at, you know, close to probably to $3,000 worth of travel costs a year. Mm -hmm. um, knock one or both out. Ooh, I might have to disagree with you a little bit there, but go on. So a few years ago, when we knew that we were going to have Dash, mm -hmm. I so I go on this annual trip with friends of mine from high school, and mm -hmm. we go to various places. Um, but it's an, it's an expensive trip. It'll be $1,000, $1,500 each trip. Um, that year that we knew we were going to have Dash, I did not go on that trip, which was a major controversy among my friends. It was. Secondly, I had a friend who was getting married that year mm -hmm. in Niagara Falls, and I would have probably even been in the bridal party, and I did not go on that trip um, because I wanted to save up money for our first baby. Mm -hmm. And so I knocked out two major trips, memory making, you know, <laughs> happens once in a lifetime, right. a guy getting married kind of trips. Why? Because this matters more. Yeah. Not that it matters more than your friends, but if you have goals to set up your family, you got to stick to those things and everything falls away and you have to make sacrifices. Uh, and so in this case, I'd say at least knock out one trip, if not both, and you save thousands across. And you just do it one year. It's not like you're, mm -hmm. you know, never going to do those trips. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll counter you just a little bit because I'm not sure this is the case, but I think they might be going to visit family and that is a harder one. You know, we even like when we were having Dash, we still made trips maybe once or twice a year to Austin to see my family. And fortunately for us, those trips are closer. They're not as expensive as traveling all the way across the country. Um, and so I can understand not wanting to cut out those trips entirely, but maybe you could cut out one you know, hopefully your family, if you explain to them, like, look, we're really going to buckle down this year. We can just do this one trip. I bet they could understand for 
a year. And if that's going to then give you flexibility in the future, you know, like, look, we got to knock out this credit card debt. And that's going to mean that in the future, we can keep making these trips twice a year. Um, you know, is, is there any other way to save on those? Can you meet people halfway instead? Um, you know, I don't know, that might come with its own expenses if you then had to rent a place. But um, I think there are a lot of things that we just feel like are, are givens and just questioning them, making sure that you're being really intentional and, and really recognizing all the expenses that go along with them uh, instead of just, you know, well, we do this every year, so we just have to spend this money. Um, you, might, you might end up spending that money, but just give it a thought. For sure. So, um, so yeah, there's a couple of different routes you can take there, depending on how, mm-hmm. how committed you feel to that. But here's the thing. So there's going to be a change in their finances, your right. finances. And so um, right now we estimate, even with the high uh, grocery bill and everything else, like things as they are, you still probably have a clearance, even with there's, there's a business coaching cost that's involved right mm-hmm. now that's going to go. She's paying in. for some classes. Yeah. So even with that involved, um, you're looking at like $800 clearance between your bills and what you make per month. Mm -hmm. Apply that for three months and you knock out one of your loans. Mm -hmm. Another two months, you knock out another one. Another three, four months, you knocked out the other. In other words, within almost half a year, Mm -hmm. a little over, with your current situation, you can knock out your your bills, if only you put that money directly, I mean, your, your loans, if only you put it directly towards it, take into account the changes that we suggest that right. that opens up another five to $700 at minimum. Mm-hmm. If you knock out your travel plus 3000. Yeah. So easily within a few months time, you can be eliminating your credit card debt, which we would suggest is the first and foremost thing to do. It's sort of like the Jack, Jack Ramsey, John Ramsey, Jack Ramsey, Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey. Who's Jack Ramsey? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> A Ramsian approach of snowballing mm-hmm. your debts. I, I would really recommend that here, especially because the, the interest rates are so high and they're almost kind of set up in the right way where you're, you knock out first the, high, the loan that has, I think, kind of like the middling Hold interest on. rate. Let's, let's um, remind people what the, the Dave Ramsey style of knocking out debt is. And yes, so they have three credit card loans that total about $10,000. Um, the three different loans are of, you know, different amounts and they have different interest rates associated with them. I think it's like 15, 16, and maybe a 21%. And so, uh, the kind of the Dave Ramsey approach to, to tackling debt is to actually pay off the smallest amount, um, loan first. You would a lot of times think you tackle the highest interest rate, but, um, it's tackling the lowest amount so that you can knock it out faster. And then that frees up more money to then go after, go after the next one. I think it's also like kind of a mental thing too. And like just helps give you momentum and commitment to it to see like knocking out alone. So you just make payments on the other ones so that you're not accumulating more on the, on them while you're tackling one then with that money freed up, you go on to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So the argument against that is depending on interest rates, like mm-hmm. mathematically, it might not work out that you actually save. Right. You might save less money by, you know, knocking out the loan with the highest interest rate first. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm a cash flow guy and we're a cash flow couple. So we care mm-hmm. about opening up money that you yeah. can make decisions with within the month. Mm-hmm. So even if you had like an emergency come up, Now you've got a few extra hundred laying around that you could actually apply. Mm -hmm. Okay, can't deal with loans right now, but I've got to deal with this Mm -hmm. car repair, whatever. Um, It gives you that 
within month flexibility. And I, I think we really care about that. We think that's important for mm-hmm. stress reduction and mm-hmm. being a little bit happier with your finances. Yeah. So there's lots you can do to, to knock out those loans. And we would suggest that's the first and foremost goal, like mm-hmm. the holy goal, the thing you do. Yeah everything else falls away, knock out that debt. Yeah. And so that actually gets into the tactics that we wanted to suggest for this couple. And so uh, I think that a financial summit and establishing your financial goals would be definitely something. Schedule that within the next week. Um, You guys have heard us talk about it before, but make it fun. Put it on your calendars. It's a time when the the baby is asleep and, um, or you've got childcare, something, um, you like carve out this space. So you're not doing it in a rushed way. Open up your Excel spreadsheet. If you don't already have a budget, this is a great time. Um, you can take a look at our budget on our website, see how we have it. It's just in an Excel spreadsheet with, you know, everything. I think that they already said that they have a budget. So I think they've already got a great, um, start, but so check in on everything. Uh, look at look at these categories where you could maybe cut back and what that would allow you to do and then come up with your big goals Um, you've expressed that tackling the debt is what you want to do and so you know take that from something that you want to do into how are we actually going to do this and I think seeing the numbers and how that can really work how okay that every month we can put this amount towards this is just very empowering and so then I think you make those goals. That's really exciting to see that it's possible. You know, put it on the calendar. By this date, we should have this one knocked out. By this date, this one. Like, give yourself some deadlines and things to work towards. And, and then, then celebrate those goals. And celebrate those goals, for With sure. With a lavish dinner out. <laughs> Only kidding. No, no. <laughs> um, and then we already mentioned tracking all your spending. Um, just like get into the habit for both of you so you're you're seeing where everything is going. And then if you don't already have this set up, automate savings. Like if you're gonna automate savings or those extra payments, like just automate as much as as much as you can if you're if you're able to do that or have it on your calendar the first or the fifteenth of every month. Oh, this is when I check in and I make sure to make that extra loan payment. Just mm-hmm. take as much thinking out of it as possible. Um and you know, since you're going to be having these big goals, um, check in, have little budget meetings weekly. Maybe you're not always like opening up the computer, but it's like, okay, f- um, Friday after bedtime, we make a cocktail and we like talk about our budget or like talk about how what's going on finances. And it's Followed just by a little, little freaky Nana. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning off your mic. <laughs> Um, anyway, it's just a great time to like recommit to those goals. Um, the last thing is for, um, the wife, she is going to be starting her own business. I mean, we wish you so much luck and just hustle, hustle, hustle. I think that getting things started, um, that's always tough, but it's, it sounds like you really know what you want to do and it's going to open up a lot of flexibility for your family, like in the future, having your flexible work schedule, getting to do work that you're really passionate about. Um, without childcare, you will have to be working, you know, maybe odd hours and stuff, but just, I think, remembering what those big goals are and, and, and what it's allowing you to do, that flexibility, hopefully, and, um, like just working on work that you're really passionate about. I mean, that's the dream. So live in the dream. Awesome. All right. So good luck, guys. Uh, We know you can do it. And 
let us know when you pay off that credit card debt and anyway, what you end up putting into action. Cool. All right. Let's move on to one big thing. Is that our new transition sound? I did a little tinkle fingers thing too. It's like, you are really crazy today. Okay. Am I starting? Yes. Okay, one big thing. Um, aside from Donald Trump's dick. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Didn't you didn't you no. hear about this? No, I am so out of the loop. That was totally non sequitur. And what? <laughs> oh my god! All over uh, every news website is a reference to Donald Trump's penis. What? Because Why? Be, oh man, because Donald Trump assure, assured a concerned nation last night that he had enough junk in his pants to be president, basically. <laughs> oh, uh, moving on. I We've already given him too much time oh, hold on, on our hold show. On. Marco Rubio made a joke about the size of his hands and then alluded to, you know, the, the like the classic thing, the what? size of his penis. And so during the debate last night, Donald Trump got up there and said, nobody's ever made fun of my hands before. My hands are fine. And I assure you. Um, you know, he suggests there's there's something else, you know, wrong with me, but but I guarantee you there's no problem there. I guarantee you. So for like the first time in history, a presidential candidate actually wow. talked about his penis on well, stage. This is monumentous. Let's move on. <laughs> you mean momentous or monumental? Yes. You just made up a new word. That's awesome. What did I say? <laughs> monumentous. That's an awesome word. Yes. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, my one big thing. Uh this is the only one I could come up with, but I guess it's oh. cool. I guess it's cool. <laughs> Healthy defaults. Have I talked about this on? I don't know. Probably on the but, show before. But I like it. Uh, it's a thing I'm big into, but it's um, it's the idea that you set circumstances within your environment that dictate a certain outcome or a certain behavior, mm-hmm. and so you set things up so that the easiest thing to do is, say, the cheapest thing to do, or the healthiest thing mm-hmm. to do, or the you know the best thing to right. do for you. And the reason I started thinking about it again, I, I write about it, I, I lecture about this all the time, um, is because you brought up your Monday, Monday morning example. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about that? Sure. Um, that was something kind of spurred by a conversation that I had on the Habits episode of the Girl Next Door podcast. And I just got to think about my own habits. And I love scheduling an early morning Monday workout. I do 5 a.m. Orange Theory workout on Monday. And I just realized that it's so powerful for me for so many reasons. I think one is that instead of waking up Monday morning and thinking about the like the work week, I wake up and I just think about going to my fitness class, which I really enjoy. Um, And so just kind of helps like start the week on a good but like I also I wake up, I do something for myself. I exercise. It makes me feel healthy. I feel super productive. I'm really energized. And then I think it just sets the tone for the week. Like I've already started off the week on a really healthy foot. I, I noticed when I exercise, I'm more motivated to eat very healthy. I'm more motivated to like schedule the next workout on the calendar. So yeah, it's the best. Yeah, so I thought that was cool because that was like a healthy default. I usually I usually think of healthy defaults within the moment of decision making. It impacts you, but that's like a healthy oh. default that actually sets the stage for the entire week. Interesting. So anyway, so healthy defaults. The more you can build them in and automatic savings. That's one. Like automating savings or automating extra loan payments, those are optimal defaults mm-hmm. too. It's actually it actually is derived from an economic 
mm-hmm. idea, yeah. optimal default. What are some of your healthy defaults, do you think? I think mine are built in for the most part. So um, all the financial stuff, obviously, that's right. that's that. But when it comes to health, um, the way that we handle our lunches mm-hmm. is a big one. So we we prep, usually we prep big salads mm-hmm. most days. Um, we pack our lunches every day. Mm-hmm. Um, we prep big salads most days. And so when you go to eat your lunch, you're eating just a ton of vegetables. Right. right? So I, that's that's one. Um, I think uh, another thing that we do for our groceries is that, for the most part, we don't buy snack foods. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe we used to do it more often, or or I just started thinking about it more in terms of a tactic that we do. I mean, like, I will walk by the chip section, and I definitely want some. But if we if I buy it, we're going to eat it. If mm-hmm. I don't buy it, we're going to be fine and we're mm-hmm. not going to eat it. And so we yep. tend to just not keep a lot of snacky foods around and, and, and we're fine. We yep. find other things to eat. <laughs> yep. That's true. Um, another healthy default is having only one car. Oh yeah. That's like the big, and, and not having a TV. Like these are all things yeah. that save money and that lead to reduced sedentary behavior. Mm-hmm. And in my case, um, especially in the summers leads to way more physical activity because mm-hmm. I bike everywhere because you usually take the car to right. work if, if I'm at home. Mm-hmm. So it's these sorts of things that are, amazing defaults across the board mm-hmm. help you financially help you health wise and in those cases actually are good for the environment mm-hmm. too oh nice yeah um so my one big thing is just kind of what we already talked about but it's just normal bliss like this week just felt like just our normal routine even though i guess you're having a lot of phlegm and are not so physically happy <laughs> <laughs> um it was just great um it just felt really it just felt really good. I just love our normal routine. I love carpooling with you. Last week, we didn't get to carpool a lot because you were quarantined at your parents. And I really miss that. I love like chatting with you to and from work. And I, I just realized how how significant that is. And like, that's a way that we connect and like get a chance to actually talk. We're not exhausted and we mm-hmm. don't have the interruptions from the kids constantly. <laughs> Um, had a great week at work. I just like, I love my job. And even though we are working towards giving us like flexibility so that I could not work if I wanted to, I just, I love my work. I love my colleagues. I love my office. I talked about my Zen desk before. So mm-hmm. yeah, it just felt really good. That's actually cool. So there was, maybe I should save this for a future one big thing. Okay. Well, but I'll allude to oh, it. Okay. So there was an article I read recently that was based on a 75-year-long study out of Harvard oh. focused on what makes people happy. Mm-hmm. And what makes people happy is not the wildly extravagant moments in life, like traveling to a really exotic location or having a super fancy meal or, or things, things like this. Yeah, it's, it's actually more so the everyday satisfaction, especially mm-hmm. in relationships. Mm-hmm. So normalcy is a good thing for happiness. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. It's always great to have you. If you have not been over to iTunes to leave us a review, if you love the show, please do that. That really helps other people find the show. And we always love to get your emails. You can um, send us a question at heymatrimony, M-O-N-E-Y, at gmail.com. So get out and vote, not for Donald Trump's dick. And we're reminding you to love your money. No. Oh, Donald Trump is making you do weird things. <laughs> oh, Freudian slip. Um, love your honey, not your money.
you get some water, please? <coughs> God. You disgust me. Do you need a tissue? Nope. I'll wipe it on my shirt. <laughs> Great. And I'm Chris. This show is about our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get used to it. And I'm Chris. And I'm Chris. This show is about our marriage. 